and Robin. And Robin. And Robin. I'm pretty sure she's frozen. I think she's frozen, yeah. I'm still here. Which, like... I don't know if you can hear me. Has I been... just... Oh, I'm muted. It's been totally... Hi, Robin. Hello? Hi. Did you get my robot message? No. Dang, y'all let robot got on me? Yeah. You all turned into robots. Oh, uh, well, you sound, more... you sound and look great, so... Other Andrew. than the part where you froze for 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. We love to see it. We love to see it. you say uh we back baby uh welcome back it's been two weeks since you heard from us yes fam i'm sure there's like some parody of that song like oh i'm sure there's about three thousand parodies of that song okay robin it's on you to make one uh by the next game um no <laughs> i didn't volunteer <laughs> what are what are we supposed to do without your musical guests uh exist Oh, okay. Survive, adapt, overcome. Okay, Bear Grylls. So we're going to all introduce ourselves now, <laughs> um, starting with Summer. Did you even introduce the podcast? Oh, oh. no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's introduce the podcast that we're doing first. <laughs> we're here. We're... You don't need to know anything about us. <laughs> Here's what you need to know, is that we're hot, we're young, we're fresh, we're sexy. We're practical is the last consideration. Practical, a little bit, and we're full of, you know, it's it's on it's on the paper, it's on the paper. Yeah, whether we get to it or not. And this is your new Pathfinder Second Edition podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd like everyone to roll their stats <laughs> in order from first to last. <sighs> You do not drop the lowest one. You get 2d6. <laughs> I have no idea how Pathfinder works, as anyone could tell. Um, but welcome back to uh, No One Further, a Last Fleet actual play podcast. This is going to be our fourth episode uh, that we're recording. And let's meet the cast members. So introduce yourself, your character, and both your and your character's pronouns, as well as the playbook thing. Starting with Summer. Hi, I am Summer. I use she, her pronouns, and I am playing Jovi Caster. She also uses she, her pronouns, and she is the Gemini. Matthias. Hi, I'm Matthias. I use he and pronouns, and I play Elias A. Sarginesca, who also uses he and pronouns. And he's the commander of the Great Sword class battleship, the Patroclus, and Elias is the Pisces playbook. Levi. Hello, I am Levi, my pronouns are he, they, and I shall be playing Chief Kartik Tamboli, who's the Sagittarius, and this is he, him pronouns. And Robin. I'm Robin. I use she, her pronouns. Today I am playing Alistair Liu, who uses he, him pronouns and is the Taurus playbook. He's also, I guess, literally a starship captain, which I hadn't considered until now, but it's not like... <laughs> But it's not like a cool starship like the Enterprise. It's just like a little one. But also, yeah. Just a little just bit like, of a wow. captain. He's just like a little me? bit of a captain. Alistair is an ace pilot. 
He's he's a good pilot and a good captain, but he's no Jean Luc Picard. But who is? But who is these days? <laughs> Not even Jean Luc Picard is Jean Luc Picard these days. <laughs> Press F to pay respect. Also, Picard is bad at flying a spaceship. If you like, watch that. No, he's he no, he's a good shuttle pilot. It's just for the plot, he ends up crashing them a lot. <laughs> It's for Trust the plot. Me. He's not bad at his job. It's for the plot. For it's for the plot. I too am bad at my job for the plot. It's <laughs> the only reason to do anything is for the plot, and also to my boss to... is really mad at me all the time. <laughs> but that's the, that's your you know keeps your it sexy. Of your yeah, keeps mm-hmm. it sexy. Thank you. And that's why I'm going to be making a uh, work jam about engineering. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sorry. Ooh, a work engineering. jam game about engineering because. Ooh. Check out JL Nice Girl on Twitter. Woo! Yeah. I know things about engineering. Let's go over the scenes from last game and talk about how they affected. No, people. I think we missed Levi introducing himself. No? No. no. We didn't. No? Okay. I didn't introduce myself thinking about it. <laughs> oh. You don't matter. You don't matter. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave. I use he, him pronouns, and I don't matter. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, for recap purposes, uh, we'll actually <laughs> start at where the beginning of the episode started. And so Ashira and Jovi spoke regarding the trip that was going to be undertaken. Did anything change in that scene, Summer? Nothing important. <laughs> Alistair addressed his pilots, and then he ended up trying to stop Jovi from taking a gun onto the shuttle with them. And they ended up coming into conflict. Jovi ended up trying to call him on his shit, but Alistair took the penalty. And Jovi was like, here is a thing. I'm going to just get on the ship with the gun. Or ended up passing the cover up something serious and brought the gun on board. No change. No change? Um, Our relationships did change, but I don't think that changes any of our trackers or clocks. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't change. I think that was already covered. Yeah, it doesn't apply regarding the end of scene checks. Yeah, because what happened in that scene was Alistair did respect Jovi, but doesn't now. Correct? (laughs) It just reduced our... Okay, that's a little extreme. It just reduced our relationship by one. It did. Yeah, it just reduced it from one to zero. So now I I feel ambivalent about you. Okay. Great. Um, (laughs) Then we had a scene that was a flashback scene in which uh, Kartik was making modifications to Carol's ship. And the commander ended up coming up. Carol asked about whether or not the cabinet approved actually new designs for spaceships. The commander said, hey, no, this we're, we're not doing. We need to just protect the fleet. We, we can't be wasting resources that we don't have on this. And called Carol on his shit. <laughs> and Carol ended up saying, no, screw it. I'm doubling down on doing these risky things with Kartik. Did anyone, uh, did anything change in those, in that scene? I, I don't think so, at least as far as the checks go. Okay. And then the vice president called the commander and said, we need you to join the rest of the cabinet here. We need to figure out what we're going to do if the president isn't alive at the end of this. And Elias said, no, we're running a mission. I need to be in the command center in case we have to do something. and." The vice president was like, okay, then we'll make any decisions without you. Did anything change for that scene? I don't know. Not that I can tell. Like, they're not a faction. Okay. Yeah, I I wouldn't say they're officially a faction yet. That may change over the course of the game. I was going to say, one could argue that they belong to the elites. Potentially. Yeah, that could be an argument. Are we in aristocratic society, then? I... I mean, are we? The- <laughs> <laughs> I was I was generally under the impression that the leaders were elected. Um, yeah, it, I think it's separate. But that doesn't mean that they're not also elite. Yeah. You can be elected and also be elite. And we had discussed the president's name in chat, <laughs> but we did not have a good president's name. We had Bitch a vice ass president. motherfucker. <laughs> okay, thank you, Robin. President. The- Sorry. President, President bitch-ass bitch motherfucker. Ass motherfucker. <laughs> um, but the vice president's name is Atticus Matthews, because if you have a president's name as bitch-ass motherfucker, you need to have the first name Atticus for your vice president to sound reasonable. 
then I guess we just had the final scene, which was yeah, which was um you ending up seeing the remaining ships or the missing ships uh the president's ship having collided with one of the civilian vessels, causing structural hull damage for the smaller president's ship and causing oxygen to be leaking out of the civilian ship and which started two doom clocks, yeah, and we decided that. That was a significant blow to our people or the resources, which is marking attrition, and that it was also a major turning point, which uh, changes momentum. So we reduced momentum by one and increased attrition by one. Yep. So we're at three for attrition, and we're at negative one for momentum. Here's another thing that might be uh, well worth uh, going over in the beginning. It's fairly quick, and that's uh, just quickly saying at how much pressure we all are. Because then we oh. know, oh, what might be at stake very soon for someone. I like that, yes. I'm at one pressure. Uh, Jovi is at none. I'm at two pressure because I'm a wreck. I'm at zero. Okay. <laughs> Great! Love this. So, you knew that that was going to be you going in, Robin. Um, I also did know that, yeah. I here's here's an insight to behind the screens, which is I looked at the breaking points and I was like, okay, I'll be using these a lot. And now today's poem or song, "The Spine" by Darren Korb, featuring Ashley Barrett. It's just skin and bones, nothing inside. Sleeping alone, fingers tied themselves in knots around the heart. It beats in time. I see the spine of the world, sparkle and shine, light the inside. I see the spine of the world, I know it's mine, twisted and tied. You always go walking on coals, walk away slow, feel the fire, light your way to me, my siren song for you. I see the spine of the world. Sparkle and shine, light the inside. I see the spine of the world. I know it's mine, twisted and tied. I see the spine. So come with me. We'll fly right over, right over. Watch it break. If we get closer, much closer. I see the spine of the world. Sparkle and shine. Light the inside. I see the spine of the world. You know it's mine. Twisted and tied. So, Jovi and Alistair, when you look out and have this visual on the missing ships, what do you do? Question, can I even see it from, like, the back part of the ship? Or is that exclusively, like, pilot view? I think right now it's exclusively pilot view, but you'd probably, I don't know, react when I start, you know, like when I radio to the main ship that we have, like a uh, code red emergency, uh, two ships damaged. Also, I think they're open cabin. Like you could just walk yeah, up. Yeah, I imagine you yeah. could just like front, walk yeah. up and be yeah. like, hey, I'm right behind your chair. Yeah, I just imagine she's not she's not fully like looking out the front. She's more like listening. She's probably like facing backwards and she's currently strapped in since we literally jumped faster than light, like less than a minute ago, probably. Yeah, probably. No, I think it was like four minutes or so. I think okay. You said. So you said you radio back then? Yeah, I'm radioing back as soon as I see the damage to say like prepare the fleet for jump we need the first aid basically yeah and this is a code right that's being sent in a burst yeah more than like an actual radio message i assume because this is one scenario that's clear like we need to come and mm -hmm. provide relief what's an interesting joke would be <laughs> to be uh what's who's hector who killed patroclus is that the in the iliad yeah. So it's a code Hector, because we've got two ships damaged majorly. Nice, I like it. Okay. So we had discussed uh, having a role for sending transmissions secretly, or when we send transmissions faster than light, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, seek out. 
seek out of Yeah, because one of the things is attract unwanted attention. Okay. And I'm rolling because I'm the one sending out the message, correct? Yes. Got an eight. An eight. Okay, so on a seven to nine, choose one, which is you attract unwanted attention. Yeah. Okay, so... Hey, everyone, it's fine. I, like, I literally can't mark enough stress to make sure that goes through. <laughs> or else I'll... Die? Oh, I can't do any... I can... I, it limits my ability to do stuff. That is true. So, you send the signal and... Commander, I think when the Code Hector is received, I presume all of the lights go on for sending you to the top alert status? Yeah, I think it's reported like from comms, right? Um, we got a code Hector from Wine and Dine, and then Elias just turns around and uh, tells Danica, "Okay, get the fleet ready to jump. We're going after them." And then basically the rest kind of automatic, like the calls go out to the rest of the fleet, and um, with the coordinates where we're jumping to, and all that stuff. All that does take a little bit of time, right? To get that. Yeah. Uh, up and going yeah the calculations already have been worked out and everything for the jump in the first place so they're just re-punched into the larger ftl bubble ship and that starts spooling up as everything goes to high alert i presume you're staying in the command center at the time yeah kartik yeah when you hear the sirens for the alert what do you do i think at this point he is very much like I think on standby because he doesn't know what needs to be done yet. So he is just gathering uh, other engineers on the floor and just like saying, "All right, emergency positions. We don't know what we're up against quite yet. All we know is that there is a code Hector. Be on alert." I think the deck engineers and technicians end up scattering and going to their areas. I think sort of the pit stop mode that you had mentioned previously is almost like everyone sort of gets into the rhythm of that Absolutely, yeah. and and sort of prepares themselves for, you know, quick changes and quick things that need to be done. But everything takes a bit to ramp up for the FTL bubble. And I'm going to ask Alistair, what are you doing after you send the code? We talked about this off Mike, but basically there is a kind of protocol for when ships get damaged and there needs to be an offboarding procedure. So we're expecting that the ships are going to be following that protocol, hopefully. So Alistair's orders are to move the fighters to evacuation points outside where any I had the word. These sorts of areas of the ship where they're going to be disembarking, correct? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, because I imagine uh, we were talking between episodes that basically the civilians have probably not monthly, but I would say every other month, a drill procedure, which is exiting to their escape pods. So like everybody has a place that you go just in case of emergency. And obviously they don't load on and actually deploy Nobody's ever had to actually get on the pods before, but everybody knows exactly where they should go in a crisis. So what we're expecting to see is these escape pods leaving the damaged ship like to to safety. Obviously, we would normally hopefully have a, a ship to like onboard them, but that's like what we should be expecting other outside of like the damaged area. Yeah, and I think we are going to try and use our fighters to ferry people from the direct area of damage around and get them out. Because we're losing oxygen from the large ship. Yes. Yeah, I think as soon as Jovi hears the, like, alert, the, like, red alert kind of go out, because obviously the codes aren't, like, so coded that a civilian wouldn't be able to understand, like, this is red alert. Yeah. Um, because they also have the same codes for evacuation and that kind of thing. And so she, as soon as she hears that, she looks at Ashira and knowing that they can't be good and having, like, doesn't see the damage yet. But she unsnaps her belt, like, where she was still strapped into the ship and gets up and turns, like, the brief corner to get up, like, behind Alistair. And who's your, who's your co-pilot again, Robin? 
Solon. Solon, okay. Lieutenant Solon. Yeah, she's next to me. Okay. Yeah, gets up behind the two of you, and she sees, obviously, the, the damage. Do we see the other uh, civilian ship? Uh, yeah, it's, it seems to be fine. Okay. And she goes, okay, what, wait, what are you, where are you going? We're scrambling our fighters so that we can evacuate the damaged ship. Can you get me to the, to the other one? For what reason? Well, I mean, no offense, those drills are great for, you know, hypothetical um, evacuation protocol, but nobody is actually prepared to help civilians, you know, <laughs> escape something like this. And do you think you can prepare them? Yeah. She says, like, how dare you even ask me that? <laughs> yes, of course I can. <laughs> so Jovi said she wanted to go to the second ship. The one that's not damaged. Okay. Because presumably Jovi wants to go to the the, prepa- the undamaged ship because uh, presumably they're going to be taking on the passengers from the damaged ship. Um, yeah. But she knows that probably there's they're not really equipped or like prepared to do that. Like in theory they are but she knows that there's going to be chaos over there especially after they've seen the president's ship crash into a ship with possibly friends and family on it um so she can only like imagine the chaos that's actually happening there and she thinks that if she can be a friendly face to help actually go through the procedural like get to your station be prepared like people are coming like we've got like the rest of the military is on the way the rest of the fleet is on the way just to kind of like Fill that role of like taking Calm. over when yeah yeah everyone's panicking. There yes. isn't like necessarily somebody has to be the calm one. Charge. Yes. Yeah. Okay, then we will be making a quick stop, I guess, at the undamaged ship. I I don't actually know what uh, communication is going to be like once we get there. I can only assume that it's going to be down in some capacity. Do you have like a backup radio that I could have? Do we? Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't see why I would not. assume for emergencies, it's probably crew. It's probably standard crew at like a um, issue. Yeah, standard crew issue. But she probably doesn't have one, right? Yeah. I. How about I give you? I think I definitely have a personal radio. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to give you that. Okay. And then you're heading for the undamaged ship then to drop off Jovi. Yeah. Okay. So when you end up arriving, Jovi, your your instincts were absolutely right. There is just chaos on board this ship like people are people are running around it it isn't the organized chaos of like the patroclus when everything was getting ready for launching the rapier that you were on Mm -hmm. it's like you can hear just this raucous echoes of confusion going on yeah through the ship i'm assuming i don't really know where we would be where we would arrive exactly but Robin, a question for you. Is Alistair planning on just dropping her off and then leaving immediately? Seeing the chaos? Pretty much, yeah. Like, he would want to help out with the chaos here, but he knows that it's going to be worse on the other ship. Right, okay. And so he's going to go over there. Yeah. I think I think we just see then, like, in one of the, like, not as well-equipped, like, loading bays, basically, where it's more equipped to take on supplies rather than, like, it's not like a hangar for a bunch of ships, right? Yeah. That we see like Jovi walking away from, like walking down the gangplank with Ashira. But I think she would have left G with you. <laughs> okay. Because she thinks that G is safer with Alistair rather than like with them, I think. And also, we're going to get cooler pictures. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have like, we have another camera. G is there to like frame the rest of the action i guess would be a good a good thing g is like the professional photographer and ashira is good at it but she's not like, she can get the job done yeah she she's just not just yeah but we don't need framing right now like we don't need somebody yeah framing up shots and so jovi and ashira are gonna head to there's probably like a main calm area that like where residents make announcements Okay. Like just like classic like weather announcement or not like weather announcement. No weather, but um <laughs> but <laughs> like, like morning announcement. Like okay, yeah. And so Jovi's headed there to make an announcement about her her being on the ship. I think as you end up heading there, you do hear a voice that's making announcements and it's just this man's voice that just is going, 
Everyone, everyone, stay, stay, stay calm. Uh, we need to end up making sure that things aren't going to chaos here. Uh, they're just stammering their way through, like trying to maintain any sort of composure in this this shit. And I think that it's having the opposite effect uh, on the people. Like you can see people get like visibly a bit tenser as this voice comes on because it's in no way exuding confidence. It's it's just reinforcing any worry that they have in them. Yeah. So Jovi gets there um, and I assume sees this guy that's like making these announcements like stay calm or whatever. And I would imagine that he's probably surprised to see her. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I think I think he's like has his hand like on the microphone and he's like, so we need to uh, end up. Uh, and then you sort of open the door and he, like, without turning the mic off, goes, uh, Jovi? <laughs> yeah, she just walks up and kind of, like, puts a hand on his shoulder. And I think, like, Mike is still on and she goes, you're doing a great job. <laughs> and then gently pushes him to the side. Okay. And he probably has, like, a sheet, right? That's, like, protocol that he's yeah. reading off of. I, I think, like, it's a mess. Like, he flipped through the booklet that's there and, like, few pages are torn out from like how he, hurriedly he was flipping through stuff etc. Yeah. I think she just starts picking up the papers and slowly like putting them back in their order. But meanwhile while she's doing that and I think she hands a stack to Ashira to help her like organize them. Um yeah. but in the meantime she says, "Uh hi everybody, this is Jody Caster. Yes, I'm actually here. The rest of the fleet is on their way, but currently we need to prepare to to onboard the civilians from the damaged ship." And from the president's ship, so if you could all listen up and please cooperate, we will get your friends and family over here safely. And then Ashira, like, hands her back the stack, and she starts reading off, like, calmly reading off protocol. And I'm going to tackle a crisis on the fleet. Yeah, absolutely. Roll them 2d6 plus smooth. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. I really want to roll. Lucky boys. Lucky boys. These are my lucky, lucky boys. boys. Heart of the cards. Heart of the okay. dice. Kiss them. Uh, oh, eight. Uh, okay, I got a nine. Okay. Yes. Uh, Wait, so no, shit. Yes, I did. You can just take kidding. stress to make that a ten. You can take pressure to Do make that Do I just take ten. one? Yep. Well, for one. So one pressure and I, get, and I get XP, though, too. Right? Yep, you also get an XP. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. I will mark a pressure and I will mark an XP. I wouldn't say this is severe enough to erase one attrition. Does that make sense? It is saving people, right? Because the whole point is um, being able to accept uh, the people who are, like, uh, being ferried over by Alistair. But it isn't Isn't drastically, like, it's, I I wouldn't say taking charge of a situation is severe, if that makes sense. I don't know, if if other people feel It's your call, Dave. If you don't think this is a severe action, I mean, it's probably public, and I don't, Yeah, public and impressive, because people are definitely affected by how this is. Um, but so I'll just go ahead and read the move. When you tackle a crisis on the fleet, roll plus smooth on a hit, your actions have a palpable effect on the problem. That's what we care about. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on a 10 plus, if the action is public, severe and impressive, you may also erase one attrition. Um, so yeah, if you don't think this is severe, then we, I'm fine to. Yeah, I, I think this is the action you took is absolutely public and impressive and it's going to, you know, like in fiction, it's going to make Jovi even more popular than she already was. Which some may say is an impossibility, but it's going to happen. Yeah, and it also doesn't counteract the attrition that we've gained, basically, right? Yeah. 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 But hopefully Alistair can do something. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keeps it from getting worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely, like, slows down a doom clock, I would say, is the best yeah. way of describing it. And then when she has read through the full um, instructions several times... I think she's also getting feedback from Ashira about like how the situation is outside like this office. But as soon as it is in any way calmer or people seem to be filing to their designated stations, because these people know what they're supposed to be doing. They're just panicking. Yeah. And they probably don't want something like that to happen to their ship. So as soon as things seem to have calmed a little bit, Jovi's going to hand over the mic to Ashira and ask her to continue to read. And then Jovi's going to start walking to the designated like onboarding points to help literally like be there so people can see her face. Yeah. 
sense. And see that she's got a gun, you know? And that she's got a gun. That's the yeah. most important. They'll feel comforted by that, I think. Who wouldn't? I mean, I you'd, you'd have to be what, like? They're like, Jovi, and fuck, she has a gun? Wow. I mean, my life every, is in her hands. Every reasonable person I know. would feel comfortable yeah, so with that, Jovi. Yeah, but that's what she's doing. She's going to make sure that they see her face. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well. I love that. So we're actually going to jump back to the commander again. Yeah, we are jumping too. <laughs> I think I think you get a call again from Atticus, the vice president, that says, "So, what's the current situation? We're spooling up. What's going on?" Vice president, we're on a rescue mission now, saving our people. That is what's going on. We'll find we'll find out more once we arrive. There's just this brief pause, and then he just says. Tell your exo to keep me appraised. You'll get a full formal report afterwards. Uh, no, let me do my job. And I want to call him on his shit. I figured that's what was coming up. <laughs> By playing on my position in the military faction. Yep. So you're playing on that. So roll so, plus hard to call someone on their shit. Yeah, well, that's an 11 without even um, adding my heart. That's nice. 12. So then, on a hit, tell them what their problem is and what they'd need to do to convince you otherwise. Mr. Matthews, you'll get a full formal report afterwards. Now let us do our job and let us resolve this moment of crisis and emergency. If we need to change procedures, I'm sure, and obviously welcome any discussions about those. But we do not change procedures hastily. I'll be looking forward to the full report. Yes, sir. And then I, I think before you have the chance to say yes, sir, he's already hung up. So the bulkheads is where the is the word that I was looking for when I couldn't find it. I was about to ask, where are you going uh, right now? What are you doing? Yeah, we're trying to. I'm just trying to scramble the fighter ships towards the bulkheads outside of the area where the uh, damage was done and the most oxygen is leaking out. I love it. So you depart from the second passenger ship with G and Solon and yourself still remaining in this ship. Mm -hmm. You're heading for the bulkheads as well, or are you uh, doing something different? I think I'm heading for the same area, but I'm going to be donning an exosuit so that I can go inside, hopefully, the damaged area and get people out of there if they're still alive okay and in this intermission i think like when we're making the trip back i'm telling g like a list of what she can and cannot take pictures of <laughs> because i'm like you can take pictures of people but if you're taking pictures of a dead person you cannot do that if you're taking picture of an injured person or an incapacitated person you need to have their permission or the permission of their family members in order to take it okay I, I, I love the fact that, like, even if this is a known thing, that Alistair is just going over all this just to be sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think G is under very strict instructions given consent and photography just because Jovi is publicly photographed in so many situations. But I love that Alistair is like so commanding that she's just like, yes. <laughs> and I, th I think very much what G is trying to get pictures of is very much like the same sort of themes that Jovi generally portrays. Like, hope is the big thing that Jovi is the symbol of. So the better the image for hope, the more likely of a picture. And that really doesn't conflict with what Robin is saying, or what uh, Alistair is telling her to do at all, it seems. So you end up pulling up to the broken areas of the ship or the damaged areas where the air is leaking out of. Mm -hmm. And you have your exosuit and you dock at the bulkhead then? Yeah, we're gonna dock outside. So like on the safe side of the bulkhead, basically. Like where it separates yeah. on the side that is farther from the damage. So as to not destabilize like the outside any further. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, then how do you end up getting inside? I'm sorry. Uh, well, it'd be like the, the, I figure there are several like exits and entrances on the ship, like the nearest emergency airlock kind of thing on the outside of that. Okay. So you enter in through that and 
there like you've done this through an exosuit a handful of times it's not something that you like do very frequently but you notice that like the hiss as oxygen adjusts to the same pressure as the outside the hiss is less and it takes less time than you're usually accustomed to and the door opens and you're able to enter the main body of the ship all right what do i see like how is it you see a bunch of people panicking and like slamming their fists uh on a nearby sealed off door the door isn't meant to be a like airtight seal uh-huh. but these doors are closed because if they were to be opened the air would rush out faster and the people in the area you're in are starting to they're starting to have a bit of difficulty breathing all right i'm Oh, this is, uh, I'm going to say that this is a difficult situation for Alistair personally, because I think being a pilot, besides that kind of closeness to being with his late husband, it's also appealing because it's mostly an isolated activity. I mean, outside of commanding the other uh, people in his flight, it's mostly just him in the cockpit alone. And so being surrounded now by people and not only people that need to be, you know, ordered around, but panicked and distressed people that need to be ordered around. This is not something that he has any expertise and practice in. And he is very uncertain of himself in this moment, but he's trying not to show it. And he, I guess, raises his hands and like almost like an I come in peace gesture, but just to like bring attention to himself and he raises his voice and he says there's no need to panic the fleet is coming we are beginning evacuation procedures please remain calm and if anyone is paying attention to him at that moment he'd like appreciate it if there were (laughs) i think you got the attention of a couple people that weren't expecting that door to open a number of them are still focused on trying to get through the other door but a couple people end up trying. The ship is docked immediately through the other side of the airlock. Uh-huh. Right? I think they uh, end up running and sort of like trying to act like they pull the release valve on their side to open their half of the door mm-hmm. to the rapier that's out there and have changed to sort of be trying to get into the rapier rather than into the other part of the ship. How many people are around? I would say probably six are in this immediate area. Okay, so we could, we have enough space to pilot them out, basically. At least this group, yes. So I know but we... The, s- the damage is, the damage is wider than just this area, mm-hmm. obviously. My question is that we established that it takes two people to pilot a rapier. Would it be possible for a short distance for one person to? Uh, I think... It's just, it has a crew of two, but it only needs one to pilot. Okay, perfect. It's because the rapiers are, like, um, also FTL capable, so, and are scouts, so there's, like... There's a lot more moving parts um, to it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm flustered in this position just because Alistair is so out of his game right now. I think... Whoever is trying to come through the airlock, he's going to, like, grab them and just be like, you need to calm down. We have enough space on the rapier for all of you, but you're not helping anyone by panicking. So please be calm. You're going to be safe. There's no need to worry. I think as you, like, make contact with their eyes, their trembling, like, slows down some, but it's not, like, gone. Then, then let us on. I'm just gonna like step aside so he has like space to move past me. <laughs> okay. As soon as they realize there's this path out, a number of them end up filing in, and you can hear one of the people shout down, "We have a ship over here that that's docked. We can end up taking some people, apparently." And you hear voices from further down the hall end up shouting in reply, and footsteps that start coming your way as well. Alistair's thinking, uh-oh, was this a mistake, letting them on the rapier? He's, like, trying to do the math because, like, 
there are six seats for passengers, right? Mm-hmm. Or four seats? Six seats. Six seats for passengers. If we disregard protocol and stuff people in like sardines, how many people can we fit in there? Or is that a good idea? Should we stick to protocol? And all of this is like going through his head as he hears the footsteps coming down the hall. Yeah, I, I think probably 10 more people end up showing up in this batch. And you hear voices from other parts nearby still calling out and banging on doors and stuff. So what do you end up doing with this amount of people? Because you're not going to be able to fit them all on the rapier. Is there... I'm trying to see if there's a way... I Like, he doesn't know how. He's not a technology guy to, like, open them up so they can go farther along to where the other uh, ships are docking. Because he's trying to get into the, like, area of worse damage. But these people also need to be taken care of as well. If you want, you could just shoot it. That works in all sci-fi. <laughs> Shooting the controls. That, that is not... <laughs> that is not his MO. That is not his modus operandi. Yep. You gotta reverse the polarity. Yeah. Sure. I'm looking for oxygen, I guess. <laughs> Um, how, how fast, I mean, how, is there a way of measuring, like, the external oxygen level from my exosuit? I think so. Okay. It's probably about half of what it was. I, I don't remember offhand. I'm just estimating. I'm imagining people's, like, breath is short and stuff, like. Yeah. There's obviously difficulty breathing. That sort of level. What do you do to try to, you said, get other areas, get them into another area, or? I think I'm just going to herd them over to the airlock okay. because I don't want to risk damage to the outside of the ship, I suppose, like to other areas, and try and reassure them that um, another ship will be back in a few minutes and that there's no need to panic and I need to go and get to where people may be more injured and in need of help. Okay. I think in your radio you hear Solon saying... You coming back? I'm sorry, Lieutenant. You're on your own this time. We'll try to swing back from for you when the fleet arrives. Should be, honestly, any second now. And as we see the rapier pull away from the airlock, it ends up peeling back towards the empty space, and that's when we end up seeing the fleet arrive, sort of just warping into view and we see everyone especially the patroclus which is probably the closest by ship as we see the patroclus hovering nearby not terribly far away on deck on the patroclus what are you up to all the reports are coming in about the situation right on the holographic table there's like a build up and there's like first blips appear and then like labels appear so we actually know precisely which ships are where as as like the pings go out and in and so what was like remember like there was quiet before like almost silence breaks up like into a controlled chaos um, of information coming in going out and people doing their job and Elias um, after like looking at the situation the thing he does is Basically picks up the phone and get me the chief on, on the line. Yeah, I think a few moments later, uh, Kartik is handed the phone. Is it Chief Taboli? Chief, you should have the information incoming about the situation. Have a look at it. We need to emergency evacuate and try to save as much as we can. Get yourself on board and I'll get us some help to clean up the situation. You want me in the field, boots on the ground? Uh, yes. Look at it. Look at the information incoming. We <laughs> need to save the people, and then we need to save those ships. As much scrap as possible. I'll get you the folks to help you do that. Understood? Understood. Then, yeah, Kartik's just going to uh, call over to Pay Officer Divine, and we'll just relay that uh, the commander uh, wants to help scrap the ships. There will be people coming in, just like relay that information and say that, like, basically, they're in charge as far as the normal, like, pissed off duties go. Okay. I think they immediately start clearing the deck for arrivals and 
repairs as best as possible because it doesn't seem to be a military operation. Start moving some of the non-essential things to the side, clearing deck area for receiving transports, etc. Go. And then the commander I heard had a second call he wanted to make. Yes. So after um, um, I reach out to the chief, I call out to my communications officer. Now, patch me through to to Mrs. Koval, Mrs. Koval of the Recyclers. Uh, okay, give me a second, sir. Communication link established. You're good to go. Yes, this is Petrocris Actual. Um, we need your help. And I want to call on the Recyclers uh, for help with recovering basically the ships. I mean, right, like the rapiers are going out and you're doing the save the people thing. And I want help from the recyclers uh, under then like Chief Kartik can like take them and and uh, direct them. So I roll plus loyalty, which yep. I have a one with the recyclers. Hell yeah. Interesting. I rolled a three. Okay. Plus one is a four. Plus three stress. Ooh, boy. <laughs> what does that put you to? Three XP. Unless there's, I would like uh... to wait helplessly. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think we just see, like, after Kartik tells Officer Divine what to do, he, ju- he just, like, begins pacing and, like, going over the information that he's been given. And just, like, definitely drawing his hands to his hair a lot. Yeah, it's like the remote uh, damage report comes in. What's what's happened to those, to sh- to the president's ship and that um, civilian ship, right? Oh yeah. yeah, it's like a long list of like detailed. And the, that job's gonna be big. So, and yeah. he's in charge of it. So, yeah, I will mark two pressure to bring it up to a seven. And then Matthias is marking two pressure as well, or Elias is. Yeah. So, what does that look like for Elias? I think what that looks like is, and this is this is a hint at like the the um, history with Mrs. Koval. Yes, no, 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 right now. Yes, and we can talk about this later. Yes, Nadia, later, please. And I think I'll keep it at that. That was too stress worth to me. Yeah. So that ends up becoming the seven to nine. They also demand a favor. So say how the faction helps you and chooses an option from the support move list. Gain temporary access to equipment, resources, or skills the faction controls, or make a move at increased scale. Yeah, this is kind of a combination between two and three, right? It's basically temporary access to equipment, resources, and skills. Like, they're moving their repair and recovery ships, which I imagine... Do have like the tools and ways to operate on like heavy bulks. Like they would do repairs on functioning ships, so they can also like salvage um, wrecks and stuff like that. Yeah, I I actually really like that suggestion, Summer. I think the favor is they do want public support from Jovi because they've been running into a lot of obstacles. Getting they're sort of like a little niche group, like. The people like the modern day, like how, oh, there are some people that are just like really into recycling. That's essentially their popularity level. Like everyone knows, yeah, it's a good thing, but people don't like mainstream their goals, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, Nadia, we can talk about that later. And yes, I can talk for you to Miss Jovi and see what I can do there. Certainly. Okay. And within minutes, I presume, ships are starting to come into the hangar area of the Patroclus. Correct? Uh, makes sense, yeah. To me, at least. Jovi, uh, what are you doing uh, at this current time? I think at this point she's met back up with Ashira, and I would think that the moment uh, the rest of the fleet joined the, the three smaller ships that the deck came back online for everybody. So basically our social media system that had been down, like how people had not been in- getting able to get in contact. Yeah. Jovi's fucking live streaming from <laughs> the undamaged ship as they begin to receive civilian report or civilians like um, onboarding from the damaged ship in a very like found footage kind of way. 
where she's like the main focus of this movie that we're seeing, but Ashira is the one that's doing the recording. Um, but she's basically offering legit live updates to the entire fleet. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Of what's going on. So like the rest of the fleet just popped in, right? They're like, oh yeah. But she's like, she's giving a full rundown, like 5,000 passengers are completely unharmed. There is a damaged ship. Like she's going over everything. But I imagine that the atmosphere is a lot more like calm now that she has been kind of interacting with these people and that they've started receiving people from like the escape pods of the damaged ship. Yeah. Ye- from the, the undamaged side, I would I would guess. Yeah, I was about to say, I think the undamaged side is the one that's facing this ship and is the easiest to receive. So you're getting yeah. a lot more like people that are like worried, but not ones that were immediately affected by the yeah. collision. Yeah, exactly. One of these ships that docks uh, at a port near you, mm-hmm. everyone off boards and UCG step out as well. Oh, yeah, I think I think we like there's like a, a hand signal that Jovi does that makes Ashira like turn away from Jovi just to kind of film the people coming on so Jovi yeah. can have a private conversation. And she goes up to G and she goes, what? What are you doing here? I they needed the ship for getting people on and off the vessel. We crammed like 20 people into the Raptor or the <laughs> the Rapier. <laughs> the Raptor. I'm sorry. That's no, the fine. name of the ships in uh, Battlestar and Matthias made it very difficultly close in name for the same ship. <laughs> well, uh, how how was it? How were people? The people that were on the thing are panicked. Alistair is back on the ship trying to help people and stuff and how bad how bad was it could could you tell i mean i i I wasn't in there all i saw was the reactions of people and they were like breathing really deeply when they got on the rapier like they weren't able to breathe much before like they were catching their breath and everything well i mean i'm glad that you're okay and i'm i hope that everything is okay with them too i'm sure they're just trying to get as many people out of there as they can but we need to focus on the people here and everybody showing up. So if you want to help me and Ashira, we're trying to update the rest of the fleet of what's going on. I mean, obviously, the ship is going to be at and past capacity soon. So we'll have to hopefully start onboarding onto other uh, ships in the fleet. But for now, I think we're doing OK. Uh, what, what do you what do you want me to do to help? Just make it look, you know, like make it not so awful. <laughs> Make it not so awful. Just make it look not so awful, you know? Okay, um, I I can do some found footage stuff, I guess. Just, like, get people, I mean, if people are, like, reuniting and that kind of thing, like, film that, you know, the good parts of okay, this. Okay, uh, see if people, yeah, because family split reuniting, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's good. I mean. Okay, yeah. uh, I'll swing by to, uh, I think the airlock down that way was receiving another batch of people okay just be careful okay and i i think she walks away and Mm -hmm. you can you know your people pretty well obviously and you can tell that there's like it's it's not the like determined step that she's had when she like here's something i just need to get done it has like a little wobble to it almost like she's like her knees are shaking a bit as she's walking yeah like she's kind of freaking out yeah and uh she ends up passing the door and out of view on the way towards the other bulk ward yeah and then uh jovi will have ashira flip the camera back around on her as she continues to help people um really she's just a face and a body at this point like offering uh because clearly the people coming on aren't expecting to see her either yeah so like having her right there as people are onboarding as like the symbol of hope for them to be like oh shit jovi's fucking here like I think is like what her main goal is at this point and to continue to like bring peace of mind like yes this looks really bad because people are like can see what's going on now that the rest of the fleet is here so she's like I want them to see like we're doing everything we can and like is also vocally supporting the military like is saying like the military ships are coming to evacuate your loved ones like you're going to be reunited soon yeah I really like that and I think we cut back to Alistair again. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to try to work with these people that are still trapped there? The rapier hasn't returned yet. How trapped are they? Like, is it just like in this area? 
uh, what I'm trying to say is like, are people like genuinely trapped, like stuck behind doors that won't open or like caught under debris that's fallen? I think there are a couple of people that are caught under debris, but I think, or may have been caught under debris, but I think they were freed relatively quickly. The damage to the structural integrity of this ship is mostly in the pressure seals against space, like small leaks, small cracks ended up happening, air is leaking out, it's not a lot of like broken beams and structural damage, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Then I'm just going to try and gather everyone according to protocol where they should be, okay. get them out and safe and hopefully calm. Okay. I think this is going to be tackle a crisis on the fleet as well. Okay. Because you're, you're trying to end up making people not essentially riot in panic. Okay. And uh, <laughs> roll plus smooth. Um, that's okay, because I have a zero in smooth and I'm not worried at all. Wait, wait, wait. Don't roll yet. Okay. Can I help? I think, yeah. If, Deck if has come back online. Deck people has here, come back online. Yeah, I was thinking People would that. be getting Jovi's trans transmission. Pe people do have their smartphones on them. That's right. Yeah. Um, so. so I would like to aid or interfere, and you can roll with. So when you support or interfere with another character's move, in this case support, mark one pressure and roll plus one for support. Can do. On a ten plus, hold two. On a seven to nine, hold one, and be prepared to be entangled in any fallout from their move. Gotcha. I got a zero in warm, but hey, it's not a negative one. You can use your relationship. Oh, my relationship is one. Yeah. Can I use my relationship for this? He I decided can. we could. Okay, yes. yeah. okay, that's a 10. Nice. Yay! So hold two. Uh, give a plus or minus one to the move after they roll. Create an opportunity or a problem for them, which problem isn't really what we're doing here. Uh, no. <laughs> or redirect a negative consequence of the move onto a different character. Yeah, I'm going to create an opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll hold my other one until after you roll. Okay. Okay. That's a seven. Okay. For tackle a crisis on the fleet. Yep. That's also rolling plus, uh, that's rolling plus smooth, which is a zero uh, for me. On a seven to nine, okay. the GM chooses it's a temporary fix. The impact is less than you'd hope for or your actions exact a cost. And Joby has given me an opportunity. Okay, yeah. The opportunity is what exactly? Just describe it so I'm understanding the fiction right. I think I I think that Robin, if you wanted to pick what your opportunity was, that works too. Rather than me giving you an opportunity, whatever, like you just see an opening or something to help you in this moment. It's I think it's it makes sense since you're rolling with relationship mm -hmm. that at some point during your live stream, you mentioned that you came here with Captain Alistair View, and you can see. Mm. on my exosuit like i think there's like not every exosuit isn't labeled but i think there is like a holographic label that yeah. pops up and so you can see my name on the outside of yeah. my suit and the opportunity that you've given me is that connection with you yeah a little bit more leverage mm -hmm. that makes people i don't know respect me more i don't know yeah and dave i'll tell you i know that on a seven to nine you get to choose one of these issues, temporary mm -hmm. fixed impact is less than you've hoped for, your actions exact a cost. Obviously, my plus one wouldn't do anything, wouldn't help. So I'm going to use my second hold to redirect a negative consequence of the move onto another character. So whatever the negative issue is, it's going to be projected onto somebody else rather than Alistair. Okay. So the actions come at a cost. And the cost is that while these people are seeing jovi and everything they're getting this like calming more reassuring like people are being reunited we have things under control it's not just a one direction street they're sending out information as well and i think that them sending out information is starting to cause a stir within the docking bay that you're at jovi and you you hear one person shout out and it's caught in the background audio of your stream there are people still trapped that can't get to any of the escape pods. And, like, people, like, start shouting and, like, replying to that, like, it, it becomes something that is spreading and increasing turmoil in this area. And I'd like to swap really quickly to Kartik. 
as an odd sort of looking ship that ends up docking. It ends up flying into the hangar area, and instead of the like more sleek designs of the regular military, it it's sort of this bulkier design that in no way looks super aesthetically pleasing. It has these four engines, one on each side of the ship that can be rotated, and they're sort of facing vertically down as it ends up setting down on these rocket legs, essentially. It touches down and sinks some as a bridge. Uh, the, the landing thing. Gangplank? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, as the gangplank ends up going down, and out of that walks a toughened lady, broad shoulders, with a scar across her left eyebrow, and she's just wearing this brown jumpsuit, completely like covered in oil and grease stains. She looks over to you, shouts out, "You, Kartik!" I think Kartik was like staring at like the design of the ship, like very impressed, and just like, "Ah, uh, uh, yes, that that's me. Um, we just had a name." Name, uh, are you Miss Koval? That I am. We're heading to try to see if we can end up stabilizing the structure of the president's ship. Get on. Uh, he just nods and then runs on. I think, uh, as you end up passing her, she sort of gives you just a look up and down, sort of appraising, like, your attire, what you're bringing with you, sort of one of those gazes that just scrutinizes every detail about you. She doesn't have anything on her face that reflects a judgment either way, and she follows behind you. The deck goes up, and we see this ship exiting once again towards the president's vessel. And we zoom in on it, and we see... None of the players see, but we, we zoom in on it through a cracked front windshield plate of the ship. Going into the ship itself, lights are flickering, there's a hissing of, like pressure valve that's been released of some kind and we don't focus on any of that instead we sort of pan down below the one of like the dressers and we see a small almost translucent caterpillar sneaking into the shadows and that's where we'll end the episode (laughs) dave i'm gonna hit you with a rock well, Whoa, that's, that's not the worst threat you've levied against me. Social distancing. You can't hit him from no, there. No, well, I'm going to throw a rock. <laughs> More than six oh, feet. Wow. It's a big rock. No, it's a small rock. A, a real, okay. I see. Small rock, throw it far. Small rock, thrown far. <laughs> Never worn. I mean, it's not as bad as the time you threatened to uh, take all of my soap and shampoo, dump it in my front lawn, and put a sprinkler in the middle. Yeah, that of was it. a good time. I, don't, I think I'm never going to live up time. to that. Probably not, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but let's do introductions. Who are you and where can people find you? Starting with you, Robin. Hi, everyone. I've been Robin. You can find me on Twitter at r underscore omulus. Uh, I'm pretty much everywhere at r underscore omulus. On my Twitter, I play in several uh, streamed games, and you can find everything that I do uh, right through there. Levi. Hey, I'm Levi David Phipps. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LeviPhipps97. You can find my design stuff at Levi-Phipps.h.io. And you can find some student RPG stuff on a few places, but most notably Playbooks and Pals. Matthias. Hi, I'm Matthias, and you can find me at MTHSBLGR on Twitter. And uh, that's where you get all my TTRPG going on. Summer. Hi, I am Summer. You can find me on Twitter at Just a Summer Job. That is where I tweet and retweet about everything that I've got going on. So if you're interested in seeing me doing other things, go there. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at CCDASH2224. And you can also find more about this show on Twitter at off underscore the table, as well as weekly streams of other tabletop games on twitch.tv slash off underscore the table. If you are listening on iTunes, feel free to leave a review as well as include an NPC description that may end up appearing in the show. And until next, a week from next Thursday. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.
See you in two weeks, mofo. I kiss you on the cheek because I love you. <laughs> oh, that's a Thank you nice. for listening. Are, are you, wait, are you talking about time.is again? No, I'm talking, talking about our time. beloved listener. Thank you, oh. listener. As opposed to time. And, Thank you. And, you're, and, and listener, you're probably thinking, she isn't talking to me. She's talking to some other listener. No, I'm talking to you. And I kiss you on the cheek. That was for you. You're welcome. I kiss you on the lips. (laughs) 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 Upstaged once again. Thanks, Summer. (laughs) I'm going to become a hermit. Is this an auction? You truly have the luckiest listeners, though.